said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, a.k.a. Life As I See It. Episode 185. Uh, the fellas is in the building tonight. We got the homie Gert in the building. We got the homie Woozy, a.k.a. Bad Lugs in the building. Shout out to Rico Key. I believe he should be joining us um, in a little bit. Uh, C won't be with us this week, but of course, shout out to the first lady, C. And uh, shout out to the listeners. If it's your first time, Make sure that y'all subscribe to the pod on all platforms or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Make sure y'all check all of our visual content on YouTube um, and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash life as I see it podcast. Uh, So uh, this week, I want to start, I guess, coming off of the fight. We didn't actually talk about the fight. um, And I did want to get a little bit of that talk out the way. Uh, so, of course, last weekend, you had Javante Davis, you had Ryan Garcia. Uh, they fought. It was a seven-round knockout or seventh-round knockout by Tank Davis. Everybody done seen the footage by now. Body shot, body blow, took the knee, I game over. Now, I watched the fight. Uh, it was clear that, to me, watching the fight, Ryan Garcia was out of his league. He was not the better skilled fighter or even the even skilled fighter to Tank. And, you know, Tank is continuing to show why he's the, at the top no. of what's going on. Let me, let me get my shit off. Let me get my shit off. Then you could go. I'm saying Tank, Tank to me, or not just to me, but Tank is the guy in that division. Why? Why is he the guy in that division? They're trying to crown him as the face of boxing right now, Ooh. and boxing. Yo, Jerry, you saying <laughs> That's a what lot they of want. shit, right? No, and this is what this is what I'm saying. I watch. I know. No, no, no but I, I want you know, to answer I'm, these questions. No, 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 because I'm telling you what all of the analysts on the fucking shit was saying. That's Fuck who, the analysts. I'm who. asking you. No, nigga, that's not what I'm saying. Now, you ask me who's saying it, and I'm telling you who's saying it. That's right. that's the answer. But I'm asking you, do you feel that way? I know they saying it. Do I feel what way you, about do what? You? Do you what feel I like think? Tank is the best nigga in boxing right now? 
feel like he's the best in that class in that division, that weight class. What are you basing that off of? Off of everybody else that I've seen in that weight class and their fights and their record. And 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 to be to be clear, like the boxing fan from an intricate perspective to know all of the ins and outs. So I'm not gonna sit here in front like I'm Max Kellerman. I'm gonna tell y'all some shit, man. They keep putting Tank in the ring. They doing with Tank what they did with Floyd. And I'm starting to question Floyd. They keep fucking putting Tank in the ring with people that they know he's better than so that he can knock them out in an impressive fashion. Like Ryan Garcia fight at, was fighting at 126. Tank should be probably fighting at 140. 147, maybe, I think he could go up and fight at. I love he, like Tank. He was, at, he was at 135, right? Tank fights at 135. He went up to 140 to fight Mario Barrio. He beat Mario Barrio impressively, and he could have actually stayed at 140. But 135 is where the money is at for him. Right, like I, I, I get the money, but boxing, um, people got to stop listening to the fucking commentators. Tank is good, and but we don't know how Tank is, how good Tank is, because he hasn't fought any real competition yet. Until Tank fights some competition, like um, the, the the I only got one good person on his resume that um. Like I, I I see as a notable opponent. I like him. I think he doing what he's supposed to to these niggas he fighting. Like he's showing he's way better than them, but he ain't fought nobody yet, man. And we gotta call a spade a spade. Tank got get in the ring with somebody who actually has a chance at beating him for me to crown him anything. Do you know about um Frank Martin? Frank Martin is uh, Earl Spencer's fighter. No, nah, he's in the lightweight though. He's he's in the lightweight. He's Earl division. Spencer's fighter, Frank Martin. Oh, his fight. Okay, his like he's like under his thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, have you seen Have you seen any of his fights? I know, not that I could recall offhand. My man was telling me about him. I've seen some highlights, but highlights are just that highlights. Um. So it's, I guess it's a moot point to say that he looked good. <laughs> yeah. um, he's not Earl Spence's fighter. But I'm still going to say it. He looked good. He said he's somebody that... Um, yeah, you know, he be fucking people up. Yeah. He says somebody to, to, to pay attention to. So I am going to keep my eye on him, of course. Uh, I like Shakur Stevenson. Stevenson. I like Shakur Stevenson. Um, but they say the same thing about Shakur Stevenson in that he hasn't fought... The, that level of competition. That's, so, but that's false. That, that's a false narrative. Shakur Stevenson is fighting his number one contender every every time out. That's different than when you hand pick opponents and you picking around who's the number one contender. Shakur Stevenson is coming up the ranks fighting every fight he should fight. Tank has the luxury to hand pick who he wants, like Roley, right? Everybody was excited to see Tank fight Roley. Tell me who Roly fought before uh, Tank or after Tank. You ask if you asking me, like I said, nobody knows. You ain't I, the I only one. I can't tell I, you. 
Now, don't feel bad. You ain't the only one that don't know. Don't know <laughs> nobody else know the answer to that shit either. Ryan what? Garcia is good at 126. But, like, Floyd got a business model to put black fighters against Mexican fighters. That That's where the money is in boxing right now. Sad to that's say. That's a hot it. take. That's a hot take. That's not a hot take. That if you, you know, that I mean, ain't. It, well, it is a hot take because nobody said it. I've never heard it. And if you look at the evidence, yeah, it could it could point to that. But because nobody said it, makes it a hot take. Got you. That's the market, though. The market of boxing. You put Mexico. Mexico is the easiest. They'll pay for pay per view fights. Lloyd figured that out. So are we are we picking and choosing when yes. we apply the no no listen are we picking and choosing when we apply the get paid young nigga get paid mantra no 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 I I'm all for getting paid boxing is a business I'm never Correct. gonna be mad at niggas for getting any money but I'm not gonna say you the best evil Terence Crawford's another fighter he's a great fighter he beat Correct. the shit out of everybody they put in front of him but who did they really put in front of him well and Earl we, Spence is gonna be in front of him now right. It don't like what we with, what? With, with social. Hear me out with social media, right? I'm, I'm with social media. You can't. I I'll give you a perfect example, right? If we look at 135, Devin Haney has all of the belts at 135. Do Do you know that or no? No, I don't know that. But okay, so Devin Haney. There's four belts typically to a weight class. Devin Haney has all four of those belts. But yet, Tank is the highest paid fighter at that at, uh, after Canelo in, in boxing. So you don't have to chase belts. You can, you know, build your fan base and get the fight you want. You, you understand what I'm saying? That's what, yes. like, these Jake Paul niggas is doing. Like, they figured out a fan base and um, a market, and they're capitalizing off the market. So you that, said something. You said something, though. You said that it's making you... Look at Floyd, what, differently? Yes. Not validating his greatness? I'm not going to say. The the only reason why I still give Floyd credit is because although he handpicked his opponents, he still didn't leave no stone unturned uh, career-wise. Right? So he did handpick his opponents, but if you go through the list of opponents at that time, I believe that is the only reason why we get the him and Pacquiao fight. Floyd Mayweather, his career, he, he has no reason to fight Pacquiao. I know the fans think they wanted to see that, but in in in, in logistics of what boxing looks like, and uh, I believe the terms and agreements Floyd agreed to to make that fight, I believe Floyd fought Pacquiao only for the people because he didn't want to hear what the people said. But, like, you know, bringing it to current time, they um, what the fuck am I saying? You yeah, talking boxing about is just, yeah. boxing is, is shit right now, man. That's well, boxing what... has been that, which is why they want and need a face. They need a main guy, so yeah. to speak. The heavyweight division hasn't been well, that in years, and that once was the cream of the crop of all of boxing, and so they need this for the sport. It was a time where it, it got real bad. You know what I'm saying? It was worse than it is now. So the excitement around the sport is obviously what's keeping that revenue and that bottom line nice and nice and healthy. 
and you know those 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 parties involved that have everything to do with putting those type of deals together are excited about deal. it. So they got mark- is, that, is that like fighters have bigger fan bases and bigger following? Well, I, I'm gonna tell you what makes the fight hard, right? And I, I'll tell you, like with examples, with Tank being with Tank being the nigga who make the most money, he don't have to compromise on what numbers he want to give people. Right? Like, so, because you fight in Tank, you're going to get paid. He could say whatever he want. And Devin Haney, he got belts. Right? So, when you compare belts to, you know, personality and social media, that shit don't translate right. Right? Like, Devin Haney is going to say, I got four belts. I need to make $6 million on a $10 million fight. Tank say, Bullshit. Eight million of them niggas is coming to see me. I'm not giving you six million when eight million of them is coming to see me. You show me how many people you can put in an arena and we'll develop the price off of that. And they're saying... That's great business. Well, no. Devin Haney is saying, nigga, I got four belts. I don't care that you popular. I went through the correct steps to get the belts. We're fighting for belts. Politics is usual. Huh? Politics as usual. But this is why the fights we want to see are not getting made because that's the challenge between them. You understand what I'm saying? Like, do you you think that? Do you think that there are any signs? Because we spoke about it uh, a few weeks ago. Do you think that there there are any signs that that's changing? That's starting to change. Yeah, the fighters actually do want to fight each other, and that's where you get it. But it's knowing your worth. Like, my worth says I get this. I can't move on that because if I should not win, that's going to fuck up my money moving forward. Correct. So I have to wait till the risk is equal to the reward. Right? That's why these fights get made later on in their career is because I don't need the status to continue on. I've got all the status I need. Now I can worry about legacy. Well, you so you think they're worrying about legacy secondly? Get paid, young nigga, get paid. And then go get the you know what I'm saying? You 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 okay, can't so you're speaking of legacy just based off of your actual opponent, i.e. Yeah. your example with Floyd versus Pat. Right. After okay. you get the money, then you can go make those career fights because if you lose, they don't hurt you as much. Right? That O on the back of your record. You could demand a certain dollar in boxing. Yeah, everybody's scared to take that L. Well, that's mm-hmm. Floyd fought again. Floyd made it to where niggas don't want to have that dash one behind their shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so now everybody's picking little, you know, nitpicking their fights to get to a certain... Because to be honest, this might have been either... You could arguably say this was like Tank's first, first night out pay-per-view-wise. No, nah, it was. Probably- There's no argument. This is the this yeah. is his biggest fight. This is his first pay per view fight, so that means no. it, it was it wasn't an easy it wasn't it wasn't an easy task for him to get. What this it's was, harder nowadays to what get y'all saying? Fight. I'm saying this was his biggest fight in terms of pay per view from a from a from a notoriety standpoint, to anticipation standpoint, money standpoint. I'm talking about just the numbers, yeah. I'm, I'm, all nah, that I don't think y'all right. I'm talking about no, the numbers, like pay per view wise. That's right. 
I don't know if that's right. Y'all saying this was his biggest fight? Yes. Oh, oh, box, are, it, even with the numbers in boxing, though, you know the numbers, like, they be lying about the numbers. Hey, man. Man, we got what we like got, now. though, bro. We got what we yeah, got. I get it, like, but, I, but I'm telling you reality, like, do, most niggas is watching fights on TikTok. Hold on, hold on, girl. I disagree with that, too, though, Woo. No, it ain't. It ain't hard to fudge any number. That's easy, actually. No, I mean, but we're going to get a nice, good estimate. You know what I'm saying? I mean, based on what? Based on what they tell us. And we don't know who the days are. We don't know where these numbers well, are. Well, they have to tally up something for them to get paid. Like, niggas sure. paid $85, $85 for that fight, plus tax. Most, most definitely. That's most not going to be that number, right? I can understand that we're paying $4.99 Peacock TV. Only what I'm, the only thing I'm saying is what they have to legally report versus what they tell us is two different things. That's what I'm saying. I mean, shit, it ain't, it ain't gonna be too far off. Is what I'm saying. I don't think okay. if they, if there's a million viewers and they say nine hundred thousand, that doesn't move the needle for us in our mind. You feel what I'm saying? Now, yeah. if it's twenty million viewers and they only say it was a hundred thousand tuned in, then that's different, of course. But I don't think the 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 um the gap is that crazy. Now, do they probably, you know, little in the Little in the baggy, little in the purse, probably. You know what I, mean? <laughs> but I don't think it's that much of a gap. Like that's where we're gonna be like, damn, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. Yeah. Where, well, um, you know, to put a button on it because we don't got to stay here. Um, boxing from a excitement standpoint for the casual fan is in a decent place right now, and um, I'm looking forward to the announcement of the actual date for the Crawford. And Spence fight because I will absolutely be tuned into that one. So uh, that's what I have on boxing. Um, hey, Jers, who you got in Spence and Crawford? Um, I want to say Spence. I want to say Spence. See, the thing about the thing about Bud is he'll he'll lull you to sleep. Like he'll 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 work you until he got you where he he needs you, and that's the I you know that's. That's what you want to do ideally anyway. Um, but he does a really good technical, technically sound job of that. I like Spence a little bit more. So I think that's why I'm saying Spence. Because um, I think I like him a little bit more. Is that who you always had or your uh, pick waiver? Um, always like Spence a little more, you know, anyway. Uh I probably would have. I probably would have said the same thing, because I, I like Spence. So, what about you? And has your shit ever wavered? Has have you been back and forth, or you've been solid the whole time with who you? No, nah, I like Crawford. Um, I just you got Crawford over. Yeah, there? I, I, I. It's like just this tomato, tomato. You know what I mean, but I'm I'm gonna just pick Crawford. Like last week, I picked Ryan Garcia, and I said he was gonna get knocked down in the seventh round. So. He did. I think my picks is. I think my picks is. Don't listen to me, goddamn. Nah, he definitely. Nah, he definitely called the knockout of the seventh round. Now, you shit. You and Tank called it. <laughs> Everybody could have called that, man. Everybody knew he was gonna knock that I boy out. Well, yeah, I go with Crawford. I just like Crawford better. I don't. I, it's not like a. Is that who you had the whole time, or you've been back and yeah, forth? Yeah, yeah, that's who I had in the beginning. Because niggas would say I was bugging. 
in the beginning. I remember feel like now nah, Smith's gonna lace him when they first had when they first thought the fight was gonna go down and then um I don't know. Spence got into a car accident. I don't know, man. It's shit happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that came back and knocked out Ugas after that. I know. Yeah, and that's what yeah. that's that's what made me feel better. Like, damn. No, no. He came back and beat Danny Garcia first after the car accident. And then he had the eye surgery and came and back better. and beat It looked better. So yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I like Spence. Um, I think it's going to be interesting, but I got my money on Spence, man. Because Spence effectively works the body, and I ain't see Bud fight nobody either yet. I agree on that. Not nobody. Like, these niggas ain't fighting nobody, let's be honest. I think. Well, I think Spence did. I think Spence did fight people. Who? Like, if you look at, like, Spence did what Shakur Stevenson doing. He fought everybody with a name on the list so that when he got to the big fight, he, I, I think he's going to be more prepared. Spence has been in, like, he's been tested more to know what he, he got. I don't think Crawford tested himself against nobody. Oh, we'll right. see. Yeah, I, we <laughs> come on. This, this shit like boxing at the dog. <laughs> it's good playoff basketball happening right now in the first round. Um, I agree. A lot of good play, a lot of good basketball happening in the first round. So just shout out to the playoffs in general because I appreciate that as a basketball fan. Um, and I was saying offline that you know, speaking about the Knicks, it I've never been a Knicks fan, but growing up from growing up and being in the area. It's something about when the Knicks is in the playoffs. It feels like that's the way playoff basketball is just supposed to be. Like, they're just supposed to be there. Like, it just feels like the right thing. So, when they are playing and they are winning, um, it's dope. It's dope to see. And shout out to them. I mean, you know, it, it's tough, man. <laughs> it's tough when your team, you know, <laughs> ain't ain't done it in a while, like, when you finally start winning again, that shit feels that shit feels dope. Dope. So shout out to Nick fans. I remember uh, when Buttons went with the funk flex and Knicks was doing good. He said, I see my Knicks winning five this year, and then he lost the next day. <laughs> 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 that shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, word. It'd be hard. It, it, like when you watch uh, you know, the Spike Lee's. And how they be, you know what I'm saying? How they be tight when they be losing and shit. That should be crazy. It's theater. Because it's New York. It's New York. So you're going to get all of the everybody's. And that's know, another York, thing. New York just be wanting a reason to pop shit. And so, pop out, too. Huh? And pop the out, pop, yeah. Yeah, the pop shit and pop out. The city be lit. The energy yep. be different. You know what I'm saying? But that's like L.A. But see, it's so normal for LA yeah. to be like doing what and they that's do. Exactly, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. It'd be a little different, and why I don't be like that. At least it hasn't for a long time. Because if you're talking about the '90s, then we talk. We having a different conversation, right? Like in the night. No, well, in the '90s, the Knicks, you know, they 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 were in the playoffs throughout the decade. Like they wasn't, they wasn't slouches. Yeah, it was riddled through. Yeah, you're right. Hey, you see your Jack Nichols, Jack Nicholsons, and 
you know, your Denzels and, and all of the celebrities in Hollywood, courtside in New York, if you have more Nick games, pop out. You want to be at the garden. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, second round in the garden for those two games at minimum that they play in the city, they're going to they gonna be outside. They're going to be outside because that's the energy of New York. So um, yeah. I, I do like to see that in the playoffs. Um, you know, we could sit here and say whatever you want to say, but, you know, LeBron James, man, I mean, <laughs> the man's in his 20th season. I, I watched an amazing, it wasn't the greatest game he's ever had, but I've watched an amazing game of basketball the other night between uh, the Lakers and the Grizzlies. LeBron had 22-20. and 20. Um, AD was terrible basically throughout the whole game. He made some key plays at the end of the game that did help them you know, get to the dub. It ended up going into overtime. But just to be 20 years in, going 22 and 20, couple steals, couple blocks, like, and then to watch him for the post game, right? Like the post game was was kind of the most fire part to me because I don't know who the guy was that was the first person to talk to him. Like after the game was over, somebody I've never seen before. It looked like he was new on the job. His question, he tried to like get his shit off and that wasn't the time. This is the on-court shit. Now ain't the time to get in your deep dive and try to, you know, feed into the narrative because you know he tried to talk about the Dylan Brooks shit. You know, he was like, yeah, so on that play, you know, Dylan Brooks, tell us what was going through your mind when, you know, he's been talking. And it's like, yo, dog. But the way that you could tell, like, LeBron, you know when niggas be like, all right, this nigga, all right. But how he put it together and how he broke it down, how he was such a team captain and how he analyzed the game and talked about understanding what needed to be done. And then from there, you hear the head coach talk about him being the smartest player he's ever been around. And he understands exactly what needs to be done. And he's never too, like, it was just amazing. It was a, it was a continuation of greatness. And I was just appreciative to be literally watching greatness in real time. Like, you know, we have to appreciate greatness in real time because yeah. we're witnessing something that we've never seen before and probably won't see again, at least not in our lifetime. So we got to be appreciative of what we're witnessing, yo. Like LeBron James is great. He's still the best player on the planet. That's just what it is. Like, it's crazy, yo. It's crazy. Um, Did you catch any of that game? I know you probably at least saw some highlights. No, nah, yeah, I was watching that game. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you just you just said everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing to really say. Like, I mean, I'm mad they lost tonight. That would have continued the... Well, I think they were they up they still up two one right or something like that. Nah, they up three two. Um, three two. You three, know two. when when y'all when y'all hear this, uh, the series is three two. They should be playing tonight, I believe, in L.A. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I think, I think that well, they're gonna win this series. They're gonna win this series. Um, Memphis showed me the other night they ain't quite ready. I know they're missing Steve Adams. 
You know what I'm saying? And I know that that's a big loss. Yeah, but, I do. Believe it yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's do. a big loss. That's a big loss. But I feel like they're going to win this series. And I don't even know who they will play next. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, I'm just really appreciating what I'm seeing, you know what I'm saying, from LeBron. That's that's really what I what I got on that. Um, the Heat. The Heat acting like they want to do something. Now, well, Miami going to play. They're going to play New York. They won. New York won, didn't they? No, yeah, the next one. Did he uh close it out? I thought they did, didn't they? They was up three one the last I checked. They they played. Yeah, second season. I think I thought they won. They, they won played they, last night. No, they played. They played. Oh, two they playing right now, actually. Oh, why? Right. Oh, so they up 3-1 against Milwaukee? They up 3-1 against Milwaukee. They playing right now. Yeah, I see it. All right. So as we're recording right now, second quarter, and the Bucs is up four over the Heat. The Bucs are the number one overall seed in the playoffs. They're the number one seed in the East. The Heat are the bottom seed, the eighth seed, and they could close it out tonight. If that happens, since this is happening in real time, what do you think about that? If the Heat beat Milwaukee? Yeah. Which seems like a foregone conclusion, but... No, I don't see it foregone. Did they beat Milwaukee? I think they did a lot of people a favor. (laughs) Because, you know... (laughs) That's a fact. Sometimes matchups be different with different teams. But, um... Yeah, if they beat Milwaukee, then shit. I would say Boston probably would be my clear bet for the East. At least right now, right? Because I know, I mean, yeah, I know Gert, Gert will argue that there's only two players and all that, but I think, you know what I mean, when they when they really want to get, get, get it going, but I think everybody's so nice in the NBA at this point. They pick and choose when they turn it on. That's what I really don't be liking about the NBA. And in the whole, if you want to, if you want to ask me, like certain players got that on switch and they just leave it on, on the floor. But a lot of them niggas just be so nice. They know when to turn it off and on. And that's why we get the load management, this, that, and the third, and all that. Because they just it's to the point where. If the game is meaningful, then I'll leave it out there. If it ain't, if it look like we about to lose, fuck it, sit me down, man. I'll see you next week. I'll see you tomorrow yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we well, I think, I think yeah, the money, terrible. man, the money changed everything. <laughs> the money changed everything. Because once you start getting paid and you start experiencing a little bit of success, I feel like, like you said, they understand the game and it's like it's my business shouts to my man jay like he used to tell me that he played in the in the nfl and he used to tell me my body is my business so they understand look y'all might want me to go out here and lay it all on the line and, and go crazy and be diving for rebounds out of bounds but my body is my business and i gotta be available i gotta make it through the season i gotta make it through the series like i gotta be available so, like you said, if it looked like, eh, you know, and see from a competitive perspective, that's blasphemous. Under no circumstances should you ever utter 
such words because what are you talking about? We're trying to compete. We're trying to be the best. See, that's the that's the rawness of the competitor. And a lot of that is innate for true competitors. But again, as you understand the business and you leverage the business, you kind of pick and choose how you go about your business. And I think that's what a lot of players start to do. They start to smarten up. They're starting to go against the, the status quo and the structure of agents and all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just feel like it's just a different day. And it's hard for people to accept change and difference and new. It's hard for people to like settle in on that because they'd be like, ah, you know, um, back in my day or, or they might not even say back in my day, but they, they might just tell you how it used to be. Like the age old Jordan and LeBron argument. Like, we don't have to talk about that right now, but we understand <laughs> there are there are people who feel and experienced a thing and it meant everything to them for a time. And it's not that for them in this time. So you don't feel the same connection. Like, do you feel, I mean, you're an artist and you're a fan of music. But as a hip hop baby, do you feel the same exact connection to hip hop and to the music today that you did when you was growing up? Certain artists, I mean, the vibe may not be the same. Overall, overall. On overall, no, of course not, because I'm older. I think that comes with just a time frame of my life. Like, I think everybody would, uh, you know, because music is a time stamp of your, your life, so you can automatically know where you was at once you hear a certain song. So I think anybody in their teens, early 20s, they experience music a totally different way versus as you get older. So that's, yeah, so for, in a nutshell, hip-hop to me when I was teenage and early 20s is not what it is today. But how I looked at hip-hop then, that's probably how they're looking at it now. You know I'm saying the people who are teenagers and in their twenties, and it's not all bad. It's just that I have to, I have to look, I have to look further to find what I want. I'll say that. I, not, before not, I used to just that shit used to be like, right here. You, now you, I gotta go. You was in it. Yeah. Um, yo, let's talk about the hip hop police because, I, 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 first of all, I jumped out there kind of crazy. Let me let me reel that back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you, <laughs> Yeah, let me realize yeah, that. What I want to talk about is people in hip hop. They've said that, you know, there's always been people in hip hop who was like double agents type shit, like working with working oh, with government. Okay, with you know it. what I'm saying? Work working with government, like that, that sort of thing. And recent news just came out with prize from the Fuji's. He actually just got, I think, indicted on 10 count, 10 felony counts. Yeah. Um, he's involved in some other shit. Um, he said he was like a federal informant for 20 years. Um, he is something to do with a relationship, a business relationship with him in China. Uh, so I don't know if that's espionage or you start getting into different bags. Like he's a wild boy. Um, <laughs> but they said prize is, uh, he's under hot water right now <laughs> to say the least. That shit different, bro. 
That's it. Yo, but you know what's crazy? The Fuji's. Hear me out. The Fuji's got the illest history now that Prize did this shit. Yeah, why Clef trying to be like the Haitian president? I don't know what happened. That shit went a whole other way. I heard it was some crazy shit happening. That nigga just said, fuck it, I don't even want to do it no more. Yeah. Niggas don't even know John Forte come from that bloodline, too. John Forte got hit with something. Man, I don't even want to repeat what that nigga got caught with. That nigga mm. This was before Fat hit the scene, nigga. I'm talking about yeah. like, that yeah. nigga did that one song with Fuji's and then got locked up and then he just came home like probably five years ago or something like that. He came home in the pandemic here, so John Forte had it bad, baby. Just throw that out there. You know <laughs> and then you got Lauren Hill. She might as well be a Marley at this point, goddamn. So you know how that go. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and then now you got Prize. Prize, well, motherfucking 20 years? What the fuck do years. you know, nigga? How was you? <laughs> that nigga know all the hip-hop murders. What the fuck? At this yeah. point, you know who shot Biggie, goddamn. Nah, he do though. Hold on, hold on. So first of all, hold on. First of all, we got Rico Kid in the building. Finally, I told you he'd be with us. Um, so yeah, I took a Rico break, King man. Shout I got my Rico cardio in. in. Yeah, yeah, all of that. I'm just saying, you know, I know niggas is like, wait, I heard somebody else. Like, who the hell is that? So <laughs> that's key. But um, yeah, prize is wilding, bro. <laughs> He's wild. So who worse? So who worse, him or Troy have? <laughs> My nigga, ain't that much shit in hip hop for him to know in twenty years, goddamn. Nah, he knew some <laughs> shit. That nigga, hip hop just turned fifty to fuck. <laughs> nah, he was doing some other shit. Don't blame this shit on hip hop now, nigga. He's blaming that shit on Haitian drug lords and uh, shit. He probably was just some was- shit. You need to call that nigga Silicon Valley or whatever the fuck he was doing. Don't bring that shit on hip-hop, nigga. Don't bring that ass over here after you done did 20 years somewhere But, else. yo, when you when you an FBI informant, don't you just get what you want? They give you what you want, you live how you want? Why nah, they throw them out there? You get paid, too. You can be paid. Hold on, real quick. I just want to provide context um, because the actual thing, this is the actual line. So he actually was found guilty on all counts in, <laughs> in a scheme to help China influence the U.S. government. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Prize, my nigga, from Fuji's? <laughs> yes. On, yes. He was Fuji's working with China? Rapper, listen, the, this is the full sentence. You talking about a nigga that did the song with ODB and Maya? That's the nigga you talking about? Ghetto superstar. Not ghetto superstar. <laughs> that is what you but, are. Not but did he get locked up before that or after that when he did that shit? He got in trouble before around that time too. He was an informant, nigga. <laughs> he was always in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga been in for trouble for at least twenty years. <laughs> that nigga been in trouble since his first LP. God <laughs> <laughs> trouble souls. <laughs> Nigga said America's most wanted, and that's just off one LP. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Oh. Oh. 
Signed not off. How you signed up for that shit? Like that's crazy. He looked like a snitch though. But damn, he had a foreman, not even a snitch. Yo, <laughs> yo. Well, as a foreman, you could get paid. You could be like just. So he a, he a mega. He a, he a mega. Mecca, Mecca. <laughs> From power. <laughs> Mecca, Mecca, yeah. Oh, Mecca, wow. yeah, yeah. Had a huge jump on you. <laughs> Word. Yeah, that's nah, crazy. But... Oh, he sold records, all right. Word. That's Oh, he br- he got the record. He got the record. <laughs> Nigga, studio time was on the house. <laughs> oh, he tired. He top billing. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga motherfucker. <laughs> All I need is one mic. <laughs> yo. Hey, hey, yo. That's so crazy. How China influenced the U.S. government. So they just threw him out there, like, yo, we about to blow your shit. Pause. <laughs> What Yo, somebody fuck? did this, bro. Somebody did this. No, somebody definitely blew the whistle. <laughs> definitely. You got so many prize did this, though. 20 years, though? <laughs> Nigga, he needed five more. He could have retired. <laughs> Word up. I'm retired informer? That's hilarious. Word. Niggas ain't putting in 20 no more. <laughs> Damn shit. That nigga got informant pension. And he was living that life, yo. Live the life, all right. How you that, live like that? that nobody know. Like that shit crazy. He was with the Govy. They they got him. They they had him right. Cause I remember okay. watching some okay. some okay. Um, <laughs> So I remember watching some behind the music with him, and he was like doing some other shit. But that shit probably was a cover up. It ain't make no sense, yo. It didn't make no sense, yo. Nigga, that nigga's last rap was with ODB, nigga. Yeah, this shit don't make sense. <laughs> Word. <laughs> ODB probably knew what's up, too. You remember ODB was talking that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Nah, I feel like this is a, one of the wildest that's probably stories. Why, that's probably why Lauren was coming late. Like, nah, you fucking with them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> one album. Hey, so, Pete, though, Pete, and this is just sheer coincidence. Um... Was on the Breakfast Club a couple weeks ago, or maybe even last week. Who that? And yeah, yo. And yeah, wild nigga. Talking, um, and the topic you know came up again about the infamous fight, um, in the studio between uh G Unit and Irvin them, Ja Rule, all of them. Um, so he was going over the story. I've heard the story before, but. He what he said even before he got back into the story was he was like, yo, he's like, I don't know how they how they knew. And then he was like, nah, I'm lying. He was like, he was like, somebody told somebody said something. He's like, he's like, I don't know for sure, but I'm kind of pretty sure. Like, I'm just saying, yo, I feel like Proz, Proz from the Fuji's. Like, I feel like he said something, yeah, you know, yeah. and let them know we was here. Because he's seen them before they was, I think seen them or something like that. Yeah, I guess he's seen them. Yeah. And I guess he put the word, he, cause he said, he said, John, them niggas like rust in the room type shit. He was like, yeah, I think, you know, he said, and it's just a crazy coincidence that a week later, this news comes out. Yeah, that's hilarious. 
because now you know his story is right and exact. Like, you know he know that that's what happened that day. And that's crazy. How many other people got stories of some something where shit wasn't right and they feel like whatever as far as <laughs> old boy is concerned? <laughs> He probably always around. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. Chilling. Dolo. Every time. Dolo. Damn, he was hip-hop police for real. Just standing there with a fucking raincoat on. Right. <laughs> nobody paying attention to him either. He could blend in. Like, Yeah, that's crazy. Don't blame the show on hip-hop. Bro's damn near like... That's like saying motherfucker... No, I'm just saying he was doing government shit, but the hip hop shit was probably just for fun. Like, ah, right, let me tell on these niggas. Hey, right. the hip hop shit is connected, no matter how we want to slice it. Like, it yeah, ain't I like, know. That's the yeah, I, yeah, I'm about to say. I mean, I get what you say. I get that we don't want to do it, but we gotta call it. Like, he infiltrated the system. <laughs> that is the definition of infiltrating the system. Like, that's exactly what he did on both sides. On both sides, you betrayed. Look, you betrayed your country, <laughs> and you betrayed your culture. So you think they're gonna send him back to Haiti? Nigga, that's probably where he been at. He probably lived in the Bronx. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, word, man. That is crazy. Yeah, what? Sending a nigga to Haiti ain't bad because all the niggas gonna do is just go to DR. So. Or That's nah, all that. niggas that get run right around the corner. They don't really fuck with DR though. Man, them niggas deported Haitian Jack. That nigga been in motherfucking Santiago since. Goddamn, like hey, where am I? That's true. <laughs> he been chilling. I'm out here lamping. That's very true. That's very true. Um, real quick, um. I do want to mention before I forget because uh, news came out earlier in the week that Harry Belafonte passed away at 96. Uh, I definitely at least want to say rest in peace to Harry Belafonte just because of, you know, him as a black staple, as a activist and an actor and singer and all that he, you know, just contributed to the culture and what he represented for black people um, for that time and beyond, um, you know, respectfully, you know, respect to the family. But uh, I did want to say rest in peace to him. I think it's necessary. And um, yeah. But moving on from that, uh, since we were talking about the prize shit, did you see the Tory Lanez? message that he sent out on social media the audio no i don't know about the trial or some shit are we doing something yeah i sent it in the chat so um yeah i really should listen to it but basically he's kind of explaining that he's Opening up another case, I think on May 4th or some shit like that. He's trying to prove his innocence and he has evidence from the DNA test proving um, via testimony of the DNA scientists or whatever you call them uh, that did the test that 
it was 100% impossible for him to have um, shot her because his DNA was 100% in no way connected. He said during the trial that they just had, it was determined in the trial that it was inconclusive whether his DNA was on it or not, but it was never actually said to have been on it. So he, I think, either redid it or got some of the specialists that I guess they were trying to block out or deny. And he's talking about it on these two uh, audio clips. They're probably about a minute and a half, two minutes long each. And, um, you know, he's, he's really breaking it down. He's like, yo, I'm innocent. I'm 100% innocent. I'm confident. He got his lawyer with him. Um, y'all should check it out. I mean, it's interesting because I think all of that, all that means is it's going to be a big ass settlement check coming his way. He's about to get paid. They're not about to have a whole nother trial and drag. They're not, no, because make no mistake about it. Meg's representation has everything to do with rock nation, whether people want to acknowledge that or not. So that's a strong arm. Yeah, that's crazy. Seven. Speaking of that, I don't want to bring keep bringing homie name up, but I think Troy I about to do the same shit with Live Nation. Uh, or oh, he in the process of doing it. Uh, try to open up a case against them. Yeah, because technically they they let homie in. I don't want to keep let... going crazy. Once he once they once they completed their um you know whatever they they uh criminal case and all that then he could start open civil suit and get right you know what I mean because now it's determined that who did what what did you know what I mean in the, in, the, in the court of law so now he can go back and say all right since he got this in at this venue y'all were the X Y and Z this venue da 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 you're liable da 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 and then I think I. That's what I heard now. It ain't nothing interesting, concrete, but not far-fetched from, from him doing it, is what I'm saying. Word. Yeah, I mean, that stuff gets tricky, but um, if you are, in fact, innocent, you know, you should fight for your innocence. I mean, I think most people would do that. <laughs> especially, especially if you have the means. Because, see, that's why most people don't, or a lot of people don't. Cause it costs money. This shit ain't free and it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap and it ain't quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. It's a lot of variables. It's levels to this. It's levels. It's levels. And uh, in many instances, they'll just bleed you out. So having the finances to be able to fight for your rights and all of those things um, is important. It's important. Um, you know, they say having, you know, of a lawyer, a lawyer on retainer is one of the most important things and keys to life and success and protection and all of the above. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about you just said retainer and lawyer. I'm thinking about when Charlemagne said that's the first time I ever got scared. Um, I guess Charlemagne was trying to ask one of the spicy questions with Nelly. That nigga just looked to him and said, you know, I keep lawyers on retainers for niggas like you. That nigga yeah. Charlemagne said, 
Who meant that? Dirty meant that. <laughs> hey, so you saw that episode. You saw that uh, uh, Million Dollar Worth of Game episode with Wallow, Gilly, Charlemagne, Envy? Nah, I've seen the clips, of course, because, you know, they chopped up that one clip that's going at, um, they're throwing subs at, at JBP, but I didn't see it, nah. I can't do it, though. I'm sorry. I'm what Amsterdam blocked out. I'm manscaped yeah, yeah. out. I'm good. Uh, like unless it's somebody I really, really want want to see an interview about. I'ma tell you, I, I to me a million dollars gamed out. I'm well, I'm not so here's what I'm here's what I'll say. I'm not a a weekly watcher of Bear Pot. Um to your point, in general, I'm a fan of certain people. So when they on certain platforms, I'm in. Um, when I saw, when I saw that they was on there, I automatically was like, "Oh shit!" You know what I'm saying? That's a big look for them or anybody for that matter. When you just have Charlemagne and Envy on your podcast, like that's just a big deal. So, and they don't do pods together. It's normally one or you know they're by themselves. So I don't actually think I've ever seen that. I don't think. Not, Not on somebody else's podcast. So I thought that that was just new, and I was like, I'm going to watch this. So I watched it. Um, and, I mean, it wasn't nothing crazy. Um, good episode. But I definitely, I, I, I saw when it went left. I saw when the, the shots took place, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Because I do uh, frequent the JBP. I do frequent that pod. Like, that's one of my favorite pods. So Joe's been saying he's on some, look, I'm not ducking shit. Like, it is what it is. Leave me alone. But if you if you talking, I'm going to respond. That's been his stance. And so far, that's what he's been on. And so I kind of knew and figured that some sort of back and forth was coming. And, you know, he he didn't run from it. I mean, he addressed it. He basically, did you hear that, Wolves? No, I didn't hear, I didn't hear Joey, what he said. That he, came out hear, today. Um, yeah, you heard the, the latest part, uh, Joey's uh, latest part? I usually watch it on YouTube, so it must have came out audio only right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, that should be out tomorrow on YouTube. Then, yeah, yeah, I got I got through most of it, but I ain't get to I got to the part when he was talking about Charlemagne, and that was it. <laughs> what what? But what part? When he, he said he was looking at um, <laughs> when he said he was looking at Gilly, Gilly and Wallow, like, damn, they make more money than me type shit. When he was say he started figuring this shit out off that interview. So the whole thing is the whole surrounding why this is even a conversation right now is in that part, basically at that part, he's talking about is the list starts with the list, don't it? Not really, not really. I mean, yeah. I mean, we had the the list is like the. All right, sure. All right, let's the say match the list, stick. Right? I got you. The match it's like the matchstick, and then they keeping it in flame with all the other shit they got going on. Yeah, because the list came out however many weeks ago. Man, so top, that list wack as hell. Because everybody, that's all, that's all good. 
That's all, all right. good, but that's 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 besides the point of what's actually going on. So yes, to to just you know for people who might not know, basically the list came out listing all of the top uh, people in media in the game. Joe Button was one, Charlemagne was three. Envy came out defending Charlemagne, saying he should be number one. When on the the Gillian Wallow pod that we talking about, uh, Wallow. Somebody made a comment and Envy jumped out there and said something about the list. So he was the first person to say something about the list. And then Charlemagne tried to act like he was downplaying the list, but through his subs and basically said, I'm going to say it right now, Gillian, no, no podcast out there is making more money than Gillian Wallow. And they started showing him on their phone, whatever they were showing him. It seemed like they were showing them uh, money that they made or not, not yeah, money that they made, impressions that they had <laughs> over like the last, I don't know, uh, maybe the last week or something like that. And he was just like, damn, yeah, yeah, they, they number one. And he was like, yeah, this is the number that we turned down. He's showing them a whole bunch of shit, whatever. They're not actually verbalizing it on the pod. But Charlemagne jumped out there and said, Gilly and Wallow make the most in podcasting, in, in Black podcast. So Joe, on his pod, he responds, spoiler alert, <laughs> to them basically saying like, yo, if you're saying that Gilly and Wallow are the number one paid Black podcasters, then what that's saying to me is Charlemagne doesn't have $30 million. <laughs> And he was like, <laughs> he was like, wait, you might not even have twenty million dollars. He's like, wait, no, not shot, not wait, no. So like, you know how Joe do? Like, he yeah, start yeah. going in like the shit. Listen, Joe was Joe was the best at this shit because of how he presents it. Like, he's really a uh all in for the sake of the content you know what i'm saying he he doesn't have ego when it comes to delivering the content there's no barrier preventing him from looking a certain way coming across a certain way he going to deliver it in a theatric way and an entertaining way for the sake of content in in his truth enough you know what i'm saying but he not a lot of people is willing to do that because people shut shit off for the sake of their cool or for the sake of their reputation, or for the sake of, you know, protecting some shit. You know what I mean? And he's not guarded that way, which makes him good and entertaining. So, and it's, it is dope that he was like, look, nobody pays me. So if you're saying, <laughs> if you're basically saying he the, the highest paid, then we're still having a different conversation. <laughs> so he was talking to shit, though. He was definitely talking to shit. You think the pod been getting better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like how it's flowing because cause Flip don't give a fuck. Like he be jumping out there and like shaking shit. Like <laughs> yo, know, I don't know. He, he they need that, yo. Know? They need a wild nigga on there for real. Cause everybody be doing <laughs> common collective and shit. He he be up there like like just starting shit. Like I, yeah, I fuck man. with it. Then Melissa there, like I don't how you know. Feel about Melissa for respectfully. Like the addition, her addition. I don't know. Box. I guess he she bring the the, the 
the sex symbol shit, I guess. Like, I don't, I, don't, I can't, I don't know what she brings. It's just weird, but it makes sense. Like, she won't be, she won't be a homie, but niggas know, but niggas gotta be cool at the same time, professional. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just a mix up a lot of shit, yo. Like, and she knows she got that power too. Like, because if you know, you know. On the surface, she brings a female perspective that the podcast didn't have on the surface. But yeah, not because Key said all the other shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think her perspective, and she's from Canada, so she has a whole. That's the funniest shit. Yeah. That perspective, just perspective with her being Canadian at that, too. So she sees certain shit slightly yeah. different than how, how the normal, how everybody else up there, because they from the Essentially, everybody but besides her is from the East Coast, right? Tri-state area, we would safe to yeah. say. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. New York, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah so. Um, like I was saying, Flip, though. Flip is the X Factor. He, he, the, he the wild card, you know what I'm saying? He keep, he keep him in the playoffs. And I was saying, <laughs> um, Ish, Ish and Ice the default players because just the way they came in, not saying they whack. Um, I like I like Ish and Ice perspective sometimes. I think they're um a little too uh a little too obvious sometimes. They never surprise me with their answers or with like their perspectives. I never been surprised. Like, where I would have thought he would have said that. No. Cause you use cause you cause you used to their answers now. Not just because of the way they they they, they the type of type of person they they portray to be on the pod. I ain't gonna say who they are because I don't know them, but who they portray themselves to be, like they they gangster, they convenient gangsters. You know what I'm saying? They convenient <laughs> gangsters and and and, 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 and um, law-abiding citizens when when it's when it's time to be one. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't. They they it throws me off a little bit, but I understand what they're saying. And then they just essentially there at first. They essentially was there just to ping pong off Joe. So if Joe say some shit, then they have to be on the other side of that. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. I feel like I feel like Ish has a certain bag that when he's in his bag, that shit is fire. Like, but I think that part of those reservations that I spoke about that Joe doesn't have, he has because he doesn't come from the background. And I feel like he's not trying to do too much. He's still on his, yo, like, chill. Like, yeah, I do this, I do that. Like, no doubt. Like, I, we could talk, but chill. Don't blow up my shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's still on that type of time. But when he get comfortable in a certain bag, like, if when he start getting in his real estate bag, shit is phenomenal. When he start getting yeah. on his, you know, talking about, like, just the culture or whatever, and they get on, like, a serious topic, super dope. Like, and... It's funny the narrative that Joe has created, but this is all part of the genius of understanding the show, right? So part of the narrative is how he is with females and then how he is with Melissa Ford, like that whole back and forth. But when he get in his female bag or other chicks be around or they have in relationship conversations, super dope, right? Ice, ice, is to me like 
he's probably just starting to open up because he's probably just starting to get comfortable with all of the everything. Like he found his stride. He got some other things going on. Like, you know, we know the type of music he listened to. He like all of the rah-rah shit. Obviously, he fucked with battle rap, um, gamers, like, you know what I'm saying? But he kind of be, I don't want to say anti, but, you know, he be in his own little pocket. The flipping Melissa edition, though, I think Melissa, to y'all point, I think the Canadian thing is different perspective. She's well-read. She's smart as hell. She's intelligent. So that's a different perspective. But the other side of it, though, I don't think that she really, uh, she don't really, when the spotlight's on her, she don't, <laughs> she don't give you nothing. You know what I'm saying? She kind of just wait for everybody, somebody to take over and then play the background. Like, so I kind of would like to see a little more from her in that regard, but you know, uh, I guess I will, that. I will say, um, Ice and Ish, and I would lean more towards Ish. They keep the podcast honest, right? Because Joey Flip and Melissa Ford, to a certain degree, they probably would, depending on people that they know, that come across that chalkboard that they got to talk about, they might be a little reserved on talking about them because they know them mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Versus to where Ice and Ish, and They're mainly like, that. Ish, he don't know none of them. So he going he gonna be like, man, mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all talk about, but yeah. Ice a little bit. It depends who you talk about. Now, if it's like a battle rapper or a drill, new motherfucking trap nigga, he probably gonna be like, damn, I know little bro too, but you know, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they do keep it. They get they give a level of honesty to the to the pod. So that's that's dope on their behalf too. Word. So I mean, shouts to them. But that whole back and forth with Joe and Charlemagne, like I think it's entertaining. I think um Charlemagne as a personality, as far as my interest is concerned, I've kind of outgrown that. I don't really look for Charlemagne's content. You know what I'm saying? Although, they make quiet like, deals. Oh, I, not to cut the wisdom. They make some quiet deals. They on BET now. Yeah. Club. Yeah. Yeah. Set look a little different. They don't. Mm. They essentially they essentially doing everything without Angelique. The show hasn't yeah. changed once. They still having the fucking thing. They do the rumor shit instead of doing um Angelique. They call that shit C and E, which is Charlemagne and Envy. And they mm. do their little fucking fake ass shit where they wrote a fan and they talking like you know on that metrosexual shit. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then the rotating guests, and it's crazy. I just seen um, Envy's wife was one of the rotating guests this week, mm. which was wild. And they got a book coming out, so I don't know. Yeah, they I mean, I'm not saying them. I'm not saying they're not working. They definitely working. I'm just talking about like my interest, right? Like it goes back to my point about if I'm watching the interview, I'm gonna watch it because it's somebody that I already like and I want to hear from. So if it happens yeah, to be on record club, I'm, huh? Yeah. I was saying that's how I am with Gillian Wallow because their 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 show is based on who their who their guests are. It's not necessarily right. like I'm personal. not gonna watch every single time. Whereas before Breakfast Club, like at one point Breakfast Club was like that was it. Like whatever video they was posting on YouTube, we was watching that shit. Like you know what I'm saying. But now, you know, and 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 that's no slight to them. I mean, they 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 run as crazy. It's historic. So it is what it is. But um. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about that. 
Um, oh, and I forgot to mention too, we were talking about sports. Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka, the, the coach from uh Boston Celtics that 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 got Where fired because he was uh <laughs> he was sleeping with some of the people, some of the staff members. At, hey, at, man, at, he was Boston. tired, man. Come on. You can't fault a man for just being tired. He was putting a lot of work out there. Hey, I'm just reporting the news, player. I ain't, you know, I don't, I ain't condemning or condoning. Hey, you know, you know, you know, that's my line, brother. Yes, sir. No question. <laughs> but uh, he just got he just got a job. Shout out to him. He just got a job in Houston. He's with the Rockets now. Round of applause for that. Because he's gonna have he a, a hell of a Houston? time. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He know what's up. He know what it be. That motherfucker ain't he gonna know he ain't gonna he get free lesson, here, you hear me? <laughs> he, he ain't learned his lesson. <laughs> that boy ain't gonna get through preseason. You hear me? <laughs> I got fired and got a promotion. <clears throat> yeah. Way too, way too easy. Was walking around in Houston, goddamn. Oh, oh. <laughs> He's. I'm sure he there already. He gotta be. Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be there? There's oh, no so reason he, to not be there. Oh, you say he settled in already, Jerry? Listen, man. That's it. Listen now. Hey. Hey now. <laughs> they do it big in Texas. Hey now. <laughs> so let it be written. So let it be done. <laughs> I know that nigga like, shit, we should have been did this. What <laughs> 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 was hiding for, goddamn? <laughs> The H <laughs> <laughs> so he went to that H, bro. That's the come up. He up. He chilling. He chilling, bro. He chilling. Chilling. I don't know what the money is like, but I'm sure it's, it's, it's good enough. It don't matter, nigga. What the money like? Nah, he good, bro. He went to a tax free. Uh, a, a state tax-free state where the land is much cheaper, it's much more land, bro. You it's free, it's free as hell. You can uh, you can do what you want. I ain't go, I, yo. I never thought I w- I would have never said it had I never lived there. But yo, Texas, Texas is where it's at, bro. Um, so yeah, I don't really have anything else, so we're gonna, we're gonna get out of here. So once again, um, this has been another week, another episode, uh, be sure to subscribe. Like we always say, we give you the content each and every week and y'all have one job to do. And that is to make sure that y'all telling a friend to tell a friend. And until next time. Anything we got. We offer our lives. What do you bring to the table? Well, I'm watching every nigga watching me closely. My shit is butter for the bread they wanna toast me. I keep my head both of them where they supposed to be. Holes that get you sidetracked and clap from close feet. I don't sleep, I'm tired. I feel wired like codeine. These days a rubber got to admire me from four fiends away. My pain when shit was quick to see. From selling cane to brains to fry to a fricassee. Can't lie, at the time it never bothered me. At the bar getting my dog on properly. My squad and me lack of respect for authority. Laughing hard, happy to be escaping poverty. 
however brief. I know this game got valleys and peaks. Expectation for dips, for precipitation, we stack chips hardly. The youth I used to be, soon to see a million, no more. Big Willie, my game is grown. Prefer you call me William, illin' for revenues. Grateful lemon like Channel 7 News, round seven Jews, head dead in the mic. Forgetting all I ever knew. Convenient amnesia. I suggest you call my lawyer. I know the procedure. Lock my body, can't trap my mind easily. Explain why we adapt to crime. I'd rather die. Enormous to live dormant, that's how we on it. Live at the main event, I better trip them out. We on it. Presidential suites, my residential for the weekend. Confidentially speaking in code since I sent you beacon. The NXS rental, don't be fooled, my game is mental. We both out of town, dog. What you trying to get into? Viva, Las Vegas, see ya later at the crab tables. Meet me by the one that starts a G up. This way, no fraud, Willie's present, gambling, they re up. And we can have a pleasant time. Sipping margaritas, G G G. Can I live? Can I live? Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.